Hello, my name is Mark. Welcome to episode 32 of the Fitness for Humans podcast. Uh, this episode, I want to kind of uh, go over some do's and don'ts as pertaining to your diet. Uh, there's a lot of things uh, that uh, we've gone over so far um, about uh, your dietary habits. And I want to make sure that uh, we clear the air on a lot of things because unfortunately, there is a lot of contradictory information out there that uh, kind of causes a lot of confusion. So I want to make sure that, uh, you know, we kind of right the ship as far as uh, what we know is uh, versus what we think we know. Uh, the first thing that, uh, you know, I want to kind of dive into here is, you know, we've talked about ad nauseum in the past about how important and beneficial the uh, intermittent fasting is. But uh, one thing I want to make sure that I, I, I reiterate here is do not rush into fasting. Okay. One thing we've mentioned before is that the importance of intermittent fasting and the optimal window for intermittent fasting being being anywhere between a six to eight hour eating window while you're fasting for the other uh, 16 to 18 hours. Now, a lot of times you'll see people that get impatient with, uh, you know, diet and weight loss and, you know, maybe they have something come up and all of a sudden they're like, oh, you know, I need to lose weight for this and it's coming up soon. So, you know, I'm just going to do something really drastic to, you know, shock my body and that's going to help me lose weight even faster. And unfortunately, that's over, from an overall health standpoint, that's, that's very negative as well as from uh, the uh, effects that it can have on your ability to uh, get into better shape. So, uh, you know, to kind of reiterate, you know, you definitely want to ease into your fasting. That's the do of this situation is making sure that, uh, you know, you are slowly incorporating the fasting into your into your lifestyle. So say, you, uh, say you're used to eating at a 15-hour window, you, you maybe you lower it to 14 hours one week, and then the next week you go to 13, next week to 12, you know, as... As, 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 as steadily as you can possibly improve on this um, is definitely the right way to go just to kind of help uh, your body along in this process because it's better from an overall health standpoint as well as your body accepting the fasting. Um, another thing that uh, you know we, we've talked about in the past is uh, cutting calories for if you're uh, looking to do any kind of cut or do any kind of weight loss. Now one thing I want to make sure that I, I reiterate here as well is do not cut below a 300 calorie deficit whenever you do decide to do this too much too fast uh, leads to failure. And uh, it can uh, lead to lead to some consistency problems. So the main thing is to make sure that you do stay within a 300 calorie deficit when uh, when you are doing any any kind of cut anywhere between zero to 300 uh, is definitely going to be more beneficial for you um, as far as your consistency and your ability to make, sustain. Uh, do not use uh, bulk as an excuse to eat anything that you want. Okay, too many times I hear you know people talking about how they're in bulking and you know I can eat whatever I want because you know I'm trying to, to put on weight and and unfortunately no the, the right way to do any kind of bulk if you're looking to bulk is to make sure that you are eating the right foods but eating more of the right foods. So you're already you know we've already laid out your macros as far as what your percentage of protein and your percentages of fat and percentages of uh, uh, carbs should be. And really, that should stay in line. Really, all you're doing is just increasing the amount of uh, basically portions or the number of times that you eat throughout the day, uh, but making sure you're still making good choices when you do do that. Now, one thing that we hear a lot of too, and uh, this is going to be a little bit abrasive. I apologize for this, guys, but uh, you know, a lot of people blame genetics for uh, their health pertaining to their weight. Now, unfortunately, the the only thing that that really is a problem with family history is habitual history. Uh, it's not really a genetic thing. Um, so, I mean, the the do in this situation is to make sure you adjust your lifestyle uh, and your dietary choices to make sure that uh, you can kind of right the ship because there are some things um, from a health standpoint um, that would maybe be hindrances for people to kind of uh, achieve their, their goals um, as easily as other people, but really they're, they're just that. They're just hindrances. There's nothing that's going to prevent somebody from being able to achieve what they are capable of achieving, at least not genetically. 
Uh, do not reduce fat to burn fat. Unfortunately, this is a common misconception. Uh, now, fat, uh, a gram of fat does carry more calories than a gram of protein or a gram of carbohydrates. However, your body still does need fat to function properly. So the do in this is to make sure you're consuming the right kinds of fats, uh, your, your olive oils, your walnuts, your avocados, uh, things that are going to be a little bit uh, uh, better for as far as your heart health goes. Um, this is definitely something you want to make sure you still keep incorporated. Now, do not assume that all calories are the same. Now, a lot of times you get people that get in that trap where they're counting calories and they say, well, I can have, you know, this cupcake, but that just means I'll pull back on some of the things because, you know, the important thing is just to remain in a calorie deficit. Now, the truth of the matter is, yes, from a weight loss perspective, uh, that is accurate as far as your calories are being the most important things, but your body does process different calories differently, creating different uh, types of energy. So obviously, uh, if you're eating healthier whole foods uh, that, you know, as opposed to, uh, you know, processed sugars and things like that, regardless of the calorie count, you're going to have a much higher energy, which is going to allow you to achieve more of your fitness goals. So uh, yeah, just do not assume that all calories are the same. What you want to do is make sure that uh, you, know, you do reduce your refined carbs and your trans fats uh, as, you know, regardless of the calorie count, uh, this is going to be something that's going to be very beneficial for your energy levels. And then therefore, translating into your output. Now, do not fear salt. Okay, this is something that also has been kind of a, a misconception as far as how horrible salt is for you, and, and excessive salt is bad for you, but uh, you want to make sure that you do consume more salt, in particular when you are having any kind of uh, high-intensity workout that's causing you to sweat more profusely. So uh, salt is something, because 30% of the water in your body is made up of salt water. So obviously when, when you are sweating, that's the water that you are depleting. So you need to make sure you replenish that whenever you uh, are uh, in any kind of sweat fest. Um, now... One thing that's going to be a little bit unpopular here is, is a lot of people see the, the, the positive of certain things as opposed to the negative. And I, I put here, do not eat margarine, okay? Now, margarine is something that has been marketed as something that is going to be a uh, healthier option just because of the, uh, the uh, different types of fat and the uh, lower cholesterol. But unfortunately, uh, margarine is not even really recognized as real food. You're, you're basically not putting real food in your body when you're consuming margarine. So make sure you always choose butter over margarine if you are going to have that kind of uh, uh, snack or uh, any part of your meal containing any kind of uh, butter option. Um, butter is definitely just going to be the better way to go for you in an overall health standpoint. Now, uh, do not snack often. Even if you are in your fasting window that, and you're feeling a little bit of hunger, this is not an excuse to go and raid the fridge whenever you feel a snack. Even if you're eating uh, healthy options, you still want to minimize your snacking, okay? Um, yeah, just from an overall calorie standpoint, it's going to be beneficial for you. But, uh, yeah, I mean, from a insulin production standpoint, there's many different things we can go over here on this. But, uh, you know, what, 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 the one thing you want to make sure you do is make sure you minimize your snacking. And when you are snacking, you go with the right options. So if you're looking for somebody who is looking to have a higher protein intake, obviously you want your snack to be something that's going to be a little bit better, um, uh, as far as a protein, a protein bar or something like that. Uh, if you're somebody who is uh, just looking for something to hold you over, you know, just a handful of pistachios, something that's going to be good for your digestion uh, is, is a good way to go. Obviously, the higher protein options are better for your satiety. Um, so obviously, if you're snacking, if you feel a need to snack, then obviously you're having an insatiable problem. So a higher protein option it might be a better way to go there. Now, do not assume that all meat is good protein, okay? If you're looking for some uh, protein intake, uh, you know, obviously, you, if you look at your fattier things like your sausages and your bacon and your processed processed meats. Uh, just because they are meat does not mean that they are a good protein choice. These things are bad for your metabolism. They're bad for heart health and uh, they can cause a, a few other things. So make sure you're sticking with your uh, lean whole cuts whenever you are looking at your uh, meat animal protein in particular. 
Now, do not believe whole grains are heart healthy. Okay, there's a, a big misconception with that um, just due to uh, marketing from uh, companies trying to sell healthy cereals, if there's such a thing, and, uh, you know, whole grain things to, you know, just to kind of, you know, help help boost their sales with this whole thing. And unfortunately, uh, there's been some studies that uh, kind of contradict that as far as uh, whole grains being heart healthy. Um, it's something we can possibly get into a little bit more in depth in uh, uh, future episodes here. But, uh, you know, one thing you do want to do is make sure you minimize your heavy starches, all of them. So, I mean, it, it, whether it's refined or whole grains, you want to make sure that uh, you are, are minimizing that whenever you do decide to ingest uh, any of those carbohydrates. Now, do not overconsume eggs, okay? This is something that can, can easily trap because, well, a lot of us like eggs. And, uh, you know, the eggs are te- technically considered a superfood, but they have to be consumed in moderation. Now, uh, the, the misconception is that eggs are bad for your cholesterol. Uh, the, the reality is that, you know, studies show that uh, uh, eggs kind of even out your cholesterol because of their uh, equal balance as, as far as containing both bad and good cholesterol. Uh, good cholesterol being the HDL, which can actually help lower your cholesterol as a whole. And the LDL being the one that actually raises your cholesterol, so uh, these are actually kind of, kind of a, a very balanced cholesterol meal. So there's not really going to be any kind of a change there. But make sure that you do incorporate eggs in moderation. It's in particular, if you're bulking, um, you know, you want to make sure that you still, you know, get eggs because there are some inflammatory uh, benefits to having eggs. Uh, if uh, you're somebody that uh, works out quite excessively. Now, do not justify poor dietary choices, okay? This is something that we've kind of uh, already kind of touched on, but, uh, you know, a lot of times, you know, we'll say, you know what, I I had something good, so now I can have something bad. Unfortunately, the good does not outweigh the bad when it comes to your diet. You have to make sure that you you, you can indulge slightly. Obviously, we're we're all human. We're we're not dead. We want to, you know, enjoy some of the finer things in life, but try to stick to an 80-20 plan, okay? Uh, Basically, what that means is, 80% 80% of the time you're eating healthy whole foods, well, 20, 10, 10 to 20% of the time you can indulge slightly um, with some things that uh, maybe you enjoy a little bit more so that may not be uh, very good as far as pertaining to your overall health goal, okay? Now, do not pay attention to how food is marketed. We kind of touched on this with the whole grains, okay? Uh, unfortunately, mar- uh, food is marketed a certain way to try to get you to believe that it's good so that you buy it, okay? Um, you know, do understand the good as well as the bad in anything that you're consuming, okay? I, I actually um, uh, saw something earlier this week that kind of uh, struck me. That it's something I didn't kind of put together, you know, but you see you see people that do the keto diet and say, I feel better. I'm doing the keto diet, right? Or some people will be saying, I do the paleo diet and I feel better. I do the vegan diet. I do the raw diet. You know, I, I, all, all these different things that are different types of diets, but everybody's feeling better. Well, how can they all be feeling better if they're consuming food in different ways, right? Well, the way thing we got to look at here is that you're not looking at the things that they're actually consuming, but the things that they're cutting out. A lot of times when they stick to these strict, you know, fad diets, which I'm not a fan of fad dieting, but when these people do these fad dieting, you, the, the thing that's making them feel better is not the food that they're eating so much as it is the food that they're omitting. So uh, paying attention to the negative things that we're putting into our body, uh, regardless of the good things that may come with them, uh, is going to go a long way as far as your overall energy and your health, okay? And uh, do not assume all protein is the same, uh, you know, as far as, you know, certain things having different goals so if you're if you're somebody who's looking to build more muscle you do want to eat more animal protein but plant protein has been actually proven to be better for longevity uh as far as our uh you know they have this thing now where they separate red zones and blue blue zones you know blue zones consuming more plant-based proteins as well as red zones having more animal-based protein and uh the longevity in the blue zones have been uh proven to be uh significantly higher so that's not something to really ignore 
One other thing, last thing I kind of want to make sure I mention here is making sure you do not consume seed oils. A lot of things are coming out as far as the negative health uh, effects of consuming seed oils. And uh, make sure that you do stick to olive oil and butter. Now, I wouldn't consider butter to be a healthy oil option. However, uh, when it's stacked up against the seed oil, I would definitely choose butter over the seed oil. So make sure you're conscientious of that. So uh, let's recap the episode. Uh, know your food, the good and the bad. Okay, make sure you understand what you're putting in your body and the effects it can have. Uh, ignore marketing ploys and government dietary guidelines. Do your own research and uh, come up with what's best for you. And uh, make sure you avoid seed oils. Embrace your salt replenishment. Uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, hopefully this has been beneficial for you. Until next time. So long.